podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks. And this is true. We love to do the things that we're not supposed to do. We don't need robbing, stealing, or mugging. Hello, this is the Whistleblowers, and I'm Martin Gritton, returning as your host after an FA Cup weekend um, full of matches featuring our teams, but also uh, a weekend which you could say throwing up a few replays, as Carlos Carvajal put it, um, like Police Academy films. We have too many, which I quite liked. But Gregor Robertson's our first guest on tonight, um, who has previously been on uh, currently. Football writing uh, for the for the Times and up and down the country for, at football league clubs, but um, an ex teammate of mine and also well, ex professional of many clubs. Gregor, good to have you. Good to be here. What have you been up to this weekend? Um, I was at Sutton United. Do you remember them? Everyone... I do. I never played against them, but I remember <laughs> they beat Coventry in the FA Cup many moons ago. I don't well, know you, you might be too young for that. Obviously, it was a year ago this weekend. They were. Um, Welcomed Arsenal to Gander Green Lane, That's and um, the pitch was a bit of a talking point that 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 that, that evening. And uh, it's also a big issue for them now because if they're they're flying high, partly because of the money they made in the in the FA Cup. And um, if they were to get promoted, then they could be in the bizarre situation of being relegated. The most absurd of situations. It's a very yeah, it's a strange situation. So uh, I went down to speak to them about that and. And see whether there's any chance of plastic pitches uh, being introduced in the EFL. Yeah, well, it seems to work in Scottish League anyway. We've seen Kilmarnock and a few other teams playing in the highest levels. I suppose the weather dictates up there more than anything. <laughs> a few games off can put clubs into financial jeopardy as well. So, um, uh, our second guest uh, on the show is a, a, a whistleblower's regular, but he's not been on for a while. It's uh, football writer and journalist Sam Pilger. Sam? Hello, afternoon, evening. Uh, yep, that's right. It's timeless. Yeah. This this show is timeless. It doesn't <laughs> doesn't need utterance. But yeah, no. Um, yeah, good to have you back, Sam. What have you been up to yourself? Thank you. Um, I recently had a, a piece, a long form piece on Bleach Report. I think I was just saying on Kylian mm. Mbappe's uh, trials at Chelsea and Real Madrid, um, which was a bit of a needle in the haystack because well, he was twelve and no one actually remembered him. But uh, I got there in the end. Twelve. Uh, so just to. Re- re- Reiterate, 12-year-old Karl Mbappe at Chelsea and Real Madrid as a 12-year-old. He was, he was 12 at Chelsea, 14 at Real Madrid. I'd imagine he'd been a little bit cheaper to sign. In, <laughs> at those he was a lot cheaper. They both were absolutely desperate for him. But he, oh, he, really? he carried on playing for uh, AS Bondi, his uh, non-league side back in Paris. Wow. So uh, quite strength of character. But it, it's had a happy ending where he's now at Paris Saint-Germain for £166 million. So, um, <laughs> for him. That's quite... I mean, I think, you know, you think of grasping agents and parents and kids get a bad rap, but at 12, he turned down Chelsea for a non-league side back in, in France. Um, Incredible story. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, it's a shame that a lot of these guys don't actually remember playing with Tammy Abrahams and, and I contact a lot of the, the class of... They went on to win the FA Youth Cup, but he was just another a conveyor belt of uh, very good uh, young players they had, yeah. But do I got think, in the end. Do you, do you feel like it was a good decision from him in the end? Because obviously, would you, ever, would you ever do the same? I mean, you've got a 12-year-old son yourself, Sam. What would you say if uh, Chelsea and Real Madrid are not going to How much? <laughs> when do we leave? I, yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, it's a real character to turn them down, but yeah, six you know, six, seven years ago to do that. But that was just, they knew how good and they just thought it'll, it'll come back. We'll have another chance. And, and, you know, 
they have. Well, it's a, yeah, it's, a, it's certainly a good story. Uh, just a quick note from our sponsors. The Whistleblowers is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Sign up and deposit up to £50, and Ladbrokes will put the same amount into your account, giving up to £50 worth of free bets. You can get that at whistleblowers.net, um, or I believe we have a link on our social media, so um, check that out. Um, so this weekend uh, was a bit of a sparse fixture list in terms of our, our normal conversation, but the, some interesting games, uh, and not not least of all the the, the one that we, we discussed just before coming on air, um, Spurs uh, at Rochdale, Gregor, and uh, experience of playing at that ground and knowing what it's like, and uh, what an achievement is that for the club? Yeah, amazing. It was a, it was just really refreshing to see a team going for it. You know, the the, the lesser team. Uh, pressing, pressing, and, and and harrying and hustling them, uh, making it very difficult for them. Um, and also, you got to say playing some some fantastic football. The whole thing about the pitch was was made out as if it was going to be a leveler with yeah. Rochdale's sort of. Uh, it's a bit of a distraction, wasn't it? Did they did they replace the pitch? Didn't they? They, they did. Yeah. With, they were, uh, there was some bizarre fact, like some Slovakian or something, a <laughs> turf that I'd read. It was just some basically probably a cheap option because if you're going to relay a pitch in Rochdale. I don't know, we probably all know what it's like. Has it has uh, perhaps the rainiest place in England? Yes, I think. Yeah, yeah. So the pitch that flank as well. I've been, I've kind of been in a mud swamp there a few I, times. I, so. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I've been, I've been swallowed up in that ground a few times, physically <laughs> but, and mentally. <laughs> but Rochdale actually, you know, they they showed that they're they're a football inside as well, and they, they always have been under under Hill. Obviously, they're not they're not Spurs, but it was it was a little bit disrespectful maybe to suggest that it was going to be a leveler when actually that. It, the, the pitch being relayed benefited them as well. You saw that from, I mean, the goal was a prime example, the yeah. first goal. That was a lovely pressed hard midfield, nice break, lovely way to pass and finish. So I think it was uh, it was a fantastic cup tie. I remember a segment Keith Hill did. Uh, he, he's, he's, he's an interesting man, isn't he? He's a, great, he's yeah. a very enigmatic <clears throat> manager. And uh, it was a bit where I think it was it must have been a football focus, must have been an FA Cup game, uh, where the, the changing rooms are singing uh, Wonderwall. And I think yeah, either, the guitar, yeah, maybe Kieran Toner. I think. Do you was remember it, Kieran? I think he was playing, and, and Keith Hill was encouraging this kind of. I think it must have been a very Britpop, but not Britpop <laughs> era, but certainly that kind of atmosphere because it was a being a Mank club. Yeah, yeah. Again, so uh, yeah, Sam, did you catch? You know, maybe not caught the game, or did you? Did I you did. See any of that? I did. I wasn't caught up in the romance of it though, because I had tickets for uh, Crystal Palace against Tottenham ah. on the Monday, and if it went to a replay. It was moved to to the Sunday at twelve, which clashes with my son's under thirteen semi final. So I was not caught up in the romance of it whatsoever. I wanted Tottenham to win, so I do have two spare tickets to Crystal Palace, <laughs> Tottenham. If anyone's interested, I might take them. I'll take the other one. By proxy, uh, uh, that's that's interesting. Maybe we can talk about that off here. Well, um, I was surprised, with, so but you, I was I was re- I, I was so I was looking at it through very selfish uh, filter, and and was pleased when. Oh, good old Delhi Ali took another generous uh, took a tumble fall and Harry Potts <laughs> it away. But you know that's no, it's fantastic for Rochdale. Um, strange time for Tottenham where they, they they can you know take apart early in the season Real Madrid, Manchester United as I, I witnessed at Wembley recently and 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 Arsenal and, and can't get past Newport or. Um, Rochdale. Well, well, they keep gifting teams a trip to Wembley, don't they? It's lovely. It's yeah, lovely if it's yeah. giving the, the fans a day. I went to the Newport <laughs> game and it was absolutely jam-packed with, with Newport fans, as you would expect. It's been a 
Tuesday night, or was it Wednesday night? I can't even remember, but the, a, a midweek game and, and Newport had pretty much sold out their allocation. So it was, um, although they, was, they sold the top tier, they had they shut the top tier, but it was quite an impressive nonetheless. But teams are beginning to complain now. I, I saw on the, the, on, on the newspapers today that actually Tottenham have had a, a real advantage playing at Wembley. The semi-final is going to be at Wembley. The final is going yeah. to be at Wembley, and they're they're starting to complain. I don't know what they can do about it, really. No, uh, and th- that that conversation should have happened long yeah, before yeah, yeah. The, the the outlay of games in front of them. And I'd say that Tottenham, if, at the point, would have said we'd rather play any. We rather play a neutral ground for some of these games because it doesn't do them any favours playing in front of a half-empty stadium mm. and lads that played enough games already this season mm. with the Champions League coming up. And it was not so long ago people were using that as. Uh, as a kind of an excuse for, you know, Tottenham are struggling at home and the Wembley hoodoo and all that. And now it's an advantage. So I think it's not really... I thought I've enjoyed the record being broken a few times, you know, the Premier League attendance mm. record, which was against Man United, which we'll come on to. But which, and then I've, broken it by yeah, Arsenal. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah, 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 which you would expect. But uh, at the same time, it's it's nice to see the kind of... Um, yeah, the, that with the amount, the thirst for tickets amongst the fans, certainly. Well, yeah, and it seems... I mean, it's incredible that... When West Ham moved to the London Stadium and and now Tottenham, I thought, well, where are these extra fans coming from? You know, I mean, Tottenham. I, t- I suppose Tottenham have a bigger potential, but both White Hart Lane and Upton Park were thirty six thousand, and yet West Ham. Obviously, that's been more of a traumatic move, but the, the, the potential for Tottenham is is, is huge. You it know, is. Mm-hmm. and you feel there's a huge. pocket. There's a pocket of fans you feel that just want to get along to a game, and if you can make that game. Tottenham, if you, oh, sorry, you make that mm. game at Wembley for Tottenham. Uh, it doesn't matter who they're playing; it's always going to be a decent game if it's the Premier League. Well, yeah, yeah they t- they try and shift. I see sort of Brighton, Huddersfield. You know, there's a few spare tickets for for that, but still, they, they've got fantastic crowds. And as a neutral, to go and see Harry Kane, Dele Alli, uh Ericsson, you know, yeah. is is a bit of a is a bit of a draw now. Yeah. Do we think uh, Pochettino has maybe made a bit of an error making so many changes in these? Because his whole point is. We've got so many games and he's prioritising, obviously, but it's turned out they've had two extra games by going to replay against yeah, that's, Newport. And, that's a good point. Yeah, and I, Well, it's that whole start with start with a weaker side and if you're in trouble, throw them on. But I think, you know, start with your strongest side and then take them off when you're 3-0 up. might have worked better, yeah. yeah. It's, it's hard, isn't it? I, I think that we've said this before, putting your foot on the pedal when you need a bit of gas and it's not really a thing. You can't just kind of click your mm. fingers and it change. You, you know, it, as you said, it needs to be kind of put to bed at the start, but there's but, no guarantees mm. there either. But it, it, it's strange that he's been so cavalier with the FA Cup where he's got a you know great chance of winning it. Mm. They should, they'll win this, they'll be in the quarterfinals, three games to win it. Unlikely they'll win the Champions League, not going to win the Premier League. Mm. So, you, yeah, I know he's had this strange relationship with domestic trophies, but you know, to win something is so, you know, so valuable. Well, so certainly important. that club. Certainly, yeah, yeah, was, certainly yeah. to, to put some hoodoos behind you and just being the easy option for fans and critics to go, you know, this you've not won anything. You've not got any, your hands on anything. You can come out with videos or like kind of books. Was yeah. there something about the We're DVD spe- about the, yeah. the season? Oh, and, yeah. And Arsenal <laughs> just taking every opportunity to, to chip <laughs> away at them for that. It's been a couple of League Cups since, yeah, the last time they won the FA Cup. 1991, hmm. yeah, that's yeah. a long time. That is a long time. <laughs> well, listen, let's move back on to uh, one of the other big games at the weekend, which had which threw up its own controversy, which I'm sure everyone's bored to death about <laughs> talking. So let's say we can chat about the football. Did you watch the United game, Sam? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Um, what were your thoughts? Well, got the got the job done. Obviously, had lost there in the in the Premier League back in October, yep. so it wasn't going to be easy. 
Um, again, you know, talk about managers trying to win something. Yeah, uh, obviously not going to win. United aren't going to win Premier League, Champions League, very unlikely. So, the FA Cup uh, home draw now to to, to Brighton. Um, you know, they're they're well placed. Yeah. Um, and you know, winning some, you know, winning something. Well, they won two trophies last year. Winning another trophy uh, is always better than, you know, there's, there's there's not much to show for a second or third place. I think they'll finish in the top four. But yeah, it was a good, 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 solid performance. What do you think of the, the, the team that you played? Or do you think there's there's room for... Because obviously there was there's a few changes in there and there's a few different players getting given opportunities. And do you think that's something that... Because uh, he's not settled on his, on his dream team yet, surely. No, his no. strongest eleven, and, and you know, dream team might be even waxing it a, a little <laughs> bit. Um, what, what do you think of that? Because again, as a man that kind of follows United, uh, it's it's something that perhaps has been sadly lacking as a consistent eleven. Yeah, I, I think you know everyone's obviously City have had a fantastic, freakishly good season, uh, running away with it. But you know, if United can finish runners up, that will be a good season. That will be progress. They finished sixth last year. So six to second in a year, but I think yeah, I think Mourinho being out of the title race essentially since December, he's actually had an easy ride of it. Really, I mean that that's that's poor, especially his second season because Mourinho is known for his great second season. I think he's won the title in every single second season wow. in yeah. every club, <laughs> including Chelsea second spell every, everywhere. He's won the title, so there was an expectation bed down. They might be further away from the top than they were the, this year, but. How how much has that got to do? I mean, you know, a lot of criticism for the defense, but it is the best defense in the in the Premier League, having been um, amassed. Um, you say that without Eric Bailly, without their best defense. Well, exactly, so that's not not bad going. You say that in a way that in a defensive position as well as talking about the defense thing, because mm. uh, there has been much said about the the unit at the back that has has leaked a lot of goals and just the way that they've leaked them. Mm. Um, do you think they are? Do you think they're the best defense in the league, or is kind of circumstance going their way? Because it's it, you. It, you must look at them and go, would we be happy with this defense next year? Well, no, I think he looks to make improvement. I mean, I, I was surprised um, he didn't move for a more uh, established partner for Eric Bailly in the summer. He brought in Victor Lindelof, who 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 looks solid, but has has not really uh, convinced. Uh, you know, good pedigree with the Swedish international and 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 Benfica. And you thought, knowing his knowledge of Portuguese football. But I think the problem with United centre-backs, they're much of a muchness other than Bailly, and he's looked even better in his absence. In a way, you know, Jones, Smalling, um, Rojo, Lindelof, there, there is a bit of a much of a muchness there. I do think this summer he did, he, he probably does need to go out and get a, a better partner for Bailly. I'd say as well that United's defensive record is probably more a result of the way he approaches a lot of games. Mm. In a, uh, you know, in comparison to yeah. to the other challengers, you know, the other top top four, even top six, so I, you know, it's not like uh, they do need to improve their 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 back four, but the way that Mourinho sets his team up to play in a lot of these games is is pragmatic, to put it politely. So yeah. um, don't give anything away. That, that's really yeah. why they have the best defence record. Well, I I mean, did you watch? I don't know if you if you saw their game. I mean, in terms of, well, I haven't played the game yourself, Gregor. It's it's one of those ones where there's a few guys in his team that are yet to make their mark, and you know, and I would think a characteristic of a of a back four that 
has some sort of legacy about it of people that it's a consistent back four, isn't it? Regardless, I mean, the best teams that probably we've played played in would be the same back four or five every game. The ones you change are the ones in front of them. Yeah, I, th- I think that's changing now. Though I think really there's everyone because they're, they're trying to fight for trophies on so many fronts that uh, it's just natural sort of uh, way of things now that 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 players players are interchanged and and swapped around. It's even the back it used to be the back four was the one the one unit that would not change, but um, I don't think that's the case anymore. So I think, but I think definitely Man United need to strengthen there. Well, we won't, uh, one more game we won't dwell on too long, which was a, a, a return for Carvajal to Sheffield Wednesday, uh, as we alluded to at the start, chatting about uh, replays as if they were pl- Police Academy films. I mean, I like the first five Police Academy <laughs> films. So I like them all. five. <laughs> no. when, did, when did they get to it? Eight? I seven, I think. Seven. Seven, seven, seven yeah. yeah. Lucky number seven, seven. For, the, for the Police Academies. They absolutely... <laughs> Squeezed it, squeezed it dry, <laughs> so to speak. But um, but an interesting one, a point that we, we, we've heard today from uh, elsewhere, which, I mean, the man took two days to pick, get another job, a better job, a Premier League job perhaps, not one that was one that everyone wanted because of the pressure that they're under. But, you know, Carver Howe, um, did you cover them? Did you do any Sheffield Wednesday stuff? Or have you done been, that yet? I've this seen season? them play a few times. And, uh, I mean, obviously they did, fantastic, did really well for, for two years and then... Um, for whatever reason, it's it kind of stalled. Um, but I think he'd, he he's. I was reading some uh, piece today where he was uh, one of his former players. I can't remember it was maybe Dawson. He was saying that the relationship between the player between the players and the and the manager was still really strong, even even as he left. Mm. Um, so there was no, it wasn't like the, he lost the players or anything like that at Sheffield Wednesday. And I think that's something you see already at, at Swansea is that you know he's kind of he's a bit of a character and I think yeah. he's somebody you'd probably quite like to play for yeah. um, and that's the kind of thing when you're in in a dogfight and in trouble down there that you know that can really turn to, turn things around and, and motivate motivate the team yeah I totally agree I think the, the, the guys that have uh, teams that have good relationships with the managers and also managers that seem don't pull any punches but they're not afraid to take a few digs themselves you know and, and look at themselves because that's you know not, not be too pious about things Um uh, I, I don't know. Have you have you had any dealings with um, Carvajal? Or, 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 or I suppose Sheffield Wednesday have kind of been off all our radars for a bit. If we're talking <laughs> about Premier League football, even though you know uh, doing as well as they did. But um, yeah, I, I, have you have you watched them at all while he's been at Swansea? Or, or? Uh, well, I have. I mean, obviously they beat um, Arsenal and Liverpool, and it, it was it seemed a curious appointment for for a manager's their first job in the Premier League. And straight into a relegation battle, you know, you see that the trend has been your, your Allardyce, Pardew, you know, the, the old conveyor belt of British managers. Um, but he's been fantastic. I mean, Sponzi looked dead and buried. They look like that team. Well, they've gone. It's just two other spaces we're going to try and avoid for that. This strange relegation belt we've got that goes all the way up to 11th still. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they're not out of it yet, but they, they've picked up, you know, three three wins um, and uh, he's done he's done a fantastic job. So he's, he's quite a surprise. I mean, I suppose last year it was Marco Silva, but he did get relegated with Hull, even though mm. they, he improved them and, and did enough to earn another job. Um, but but yeah, c- compared to that, West Brom thought they were playing safe with Alan Pardew, and they're still rock bottom. I think Swan I think Swansea deserve no credit at all for <laughs> appointing him. Though it was really it was like. Who? Who, who's here? Who's available? Really? I think that there was no there was no planning there at all whatsoever. When they sat Clement, they looked around, they were linked with a few people. He became available. It was like, right, okay, 
we'll take him. That's, and yeah. I think I think there's a, there's a large element of good fortune there is that, that has worked is, out. Is that based on uh, what you've heard on the great? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. I'll leave it there then, because yeah. I was. I find I find it very, like as you say, very interesting appointment. But um, yeah, you wonder how. I mean, I've you know. I, our old teammates are of the age where, or my old teammates, I should say, but they're going <laughs> for jobs now. You know, they're going for these jobs. Yep. They're going, um, so they're taking PowerPoint presentations into men that have been <laughs> at football clubs for 50 years and don't really, they just want to be sold. At, they just want to be sold that the idea that you're, you know, getting the most out of the players, you're going to make the most of them. You're going to make them money and you're going to do it on a shoestring budget. You know, basically get the margins back for football clubs or certainly get people back in a positive view about um, the place. So it surprises me that the Swansea back room, I mean, to be honest, the club it hasn't looked like it's been going in the right direction for a while, but um, well, he'd, be, like he'd, be some, he'd be somebody that you would imagine from his press conferences would give a good interview. And he, would, what, yeah, <laughs> he would, so exactly. He would, he would sell would, yourself in as a, yeah. as a kind of, you know, uh, snake oil salesman. It looks, like, some, <laughs> it looks like it's working for them. So. No, it is. Absolutely. Well, another team, uh, we'll, we'll come on to West Brom because uh, while we're there, Pardew um, probably finding it a little bit tougher than he wanted to. Uh, well, I mean, I, I was I was absolutely uh, amazed at the appointment at, at West Brom um, after Crystal Palace. I, I had had the, the West Brom uh, hierarchy been in a coma for the last two years or so. I mean, it, Crystal Palace had the worst league record of any team of the 92 in 2016. Which involved getting to it—that's well, oh, the cup. They got to the FA Cup final, but they had the worst league record of all ninety-two teams, which ultimately cost Pardew his job. I mean, when Palace were bad, they were really, really bad, and yet he, you know, walks into a Premier League job again. I think they hoped he had some good times with with, with Palace as well, um, and I think they, they they sort of hoped they were getting the you know the Newcastle manager of. What was it 2012, 2013, um, when they finished fifth? Um, I'd love to see Pardew's PowerPoint. Yeah, I well, would love to. I'd love these to get like a kind of typical. I mean, I'm dwelling think, on PowerPoint. He might be something completely different. I think he'd just turn it off and go, <laughs> just look at me. Yeah, not, don't look up here. I'm the, I'm the guy. Yeah, I would be interested. I mean, I, I mean, talk about interviews. I mean, I've interviewed, I've interviewed Alan uh, Pardew and liked him a lot. It was actually. At um, at a time where Crystal Palace were playing a table topping clash against um, Manchester City, it was about two years ago. So this was in the good time with Palace, um, and um, you know he he's very personable, uh, engaging character, you know, and he's got a good track record. But I, I think a Premier League job, uh, how badly it finished at Palace, was was generous from from West Brom, and it, it's it's uh, it's not proving to be the right decision. They're still rock bottom. Um, and I mean, you guys will, will know better than I, but, and, you know, I wonder if, I know they lost, it was a cup game, so it didn't really matter too much. What went on in Barcelona? Um, my actually, I'd love to bit know. Of siege mentality, you know, a bit of fun. It's a bit of laugh. Well, naughty yeah, boys, yeah. we got away with it because I heard on the drive in here, they're not going to be charged, even though they did, you know, well, allegedly take it because it, it ended with the taxi went from the McDonald's 
back to their hotel without the taxi driver in it. So, you know, that's quite well, there, a skill. Well, there was, but, I mean, there was you, five of them and they couldn't all get out. Was there? I, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Think, think. There was a furious letter I saw saying, why were they going to McDonald's? <laughs> that's the, big, that's the, the biggest be, issue. In, in one of the, one of the be- but apparently it was 5 a.m. So nowhere else would close, even in Barcelona. Yeah, we've all been there. We've I mean, all been there. We've all been there. <laughs> but I would wait for breakfast. I think they start serving that at 5 p.m. <laughs> so. I, 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 um, no, but I've been to McDonald's, maybe even that one in Spain many a time. When I love tapas, but by, by about the third or fourth night, third or fourth night, you no just, more, no You want a dirty burger, and you know that's it. And and with the new range of Big Macs available, uh, other, they're not our sponsors. So uh, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I find that all very amusing. But what, I mean, that's tepid. I, no, I agree, though. I think previous. in the long run, that, that potentially could <laughs> could be something that the you know the, the dressing room kind of all comes through and says, "Right, lads, you know everybody's everybody's on our backs mm. here now." Yeah. Even the manager, even a little bit, you know, there'd be a little, a little bit of disconnect, and there'd be you know, who knows, it well, could happen. Yeah. Well, we're from the generation where they used to beat up taxi drivers, I'm pretty sure, allegedly. Cody <laughs> Morris and John Terry, but we'll leave that there. Uh, end of the first half, let's chat about what the games are coming up this week. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks. Welcome back. Uh, we're just going to take a look at this weekend's fixtures because there's a few tasty ones coming up as I read them out of the paper in front of me. Uh, Sam so kindly uh, informed me about the Carabao Cup final, which of course I knew about, which we all know, know about because the Carabao Cup final is in everyone's diaries. Um, uh, Arsenal Man City coming up at Wembley uh, on Sunday. Uh, Greg, have you? Do, uh, what are your feelings on the, the Cup? Is a, it's been an interesting one, isn't it? Carabao is a sponsor. And just generally, some of the uh, Carabao, uh, um, the, the, well, the semi-finals for a start. The fact that City were playing Bristol City twice in, in games that just kind of looked like an inconvenience to the club. Uh, have you been to watch any of the games this year? No, that says it all. A man that covers football. League. But no, the, the one thing I would say is that I mean, we're, we're just reminded a minute ago there that Man United won two trophies last year, and I sort of, I sort of momentarily took a little check there. Yeah. I was like. Oh yeah, but I mean, so we're talking about the value of winning trophies, and actually, the fact that the trophies that Man United won are not the premium trophies, but not premium really, to Man United, maybe. No, I mean, really, they're not premium to the teams who are going to win them. So that there's something about that's that's the way that's the way these trophies are looked at these days, mm. and um, and we're talking about you know we're talking about uh, Tottenham earlier about you know the value of winning the FA Cup, even that's diminished and. People, you know, people are always talking about whether that, you know, Tottenham need to win a trophy to Pochettino mm. needs to win a trophy to to prove himself. They'll be forgotten next year. They will, but but isn't there something about the the mentality of a team that can see something through? I think that's that something else that we talk about. I mean, Wigan are in this, you know, in the mix again tonight, uh, which will probably make any review of that redundant. But in terms of the value of that to the club and what it means to the fans, I totally get that in the grand scheme of things, what. What are these trophies worth? But um, to a team like Tottenham, it, or well, not in this case, but no. uh, <laughs> I mean, I think Arsenal. It, I mean, that's, yeah, that's the league cup in this day and age. It was won by Birmingham, wasn't it, in 2010? Yeah, and Swansea 2013 when they played Bradford in the final. Yeah, um, and that's the, 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 this different. Is, yeah. yeah, and that's fantastic when those teams win it because you know that's literally one of the best days in their history. It's City and Arsenal on Sunday, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And the fact that I even had to pause and just yes. double check yeah. who it was. 
it, you know, with, with City, it's uh, well, Arsenal, it's re- really their only hope of a trophy, but you know, as you say, it's the League Cup. And will that change no, anything in no. the grand scheme of and things? To beat City, to beat City at Wembley would be, would you know, be a great day for Arsenal. With City, it'd be like, right, nice, onto the onto the biggest yes, stuff. Correct. So it would just be another a, number on top of the yeah. rest of the trophies they might win. So instead of, yeah. you know, a double, it's, they've got a treble. Yeah, and it's a shame. It's 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 a shame in this era where teams are not taking these. Yeah, I agree. Trophies yeah. seriously that they're still getting to the final and winning them. And, you know? and perhaps as something as part of a greater thing. So if they'd been unbeaten up to this point, then it becomes you can make that the story. There's something around that because then it's you know can we do what you know Arsenal did or can we can we you know there's win been, everything? Yeah. Well, there's, strangely, there's not been much talk. Or maybe, of City and the you know the quadruple mm. or, or or even the domestic treble, if you think well, they should win the league, which has never been done before. It's mm. never been done before. United's treble in '99 included the Champions League, but the domestic treble was never been done. Arsenal won the cup and the League Cup in the same year. I think it was '90 in the '90s, but 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 '93, but um, but. Um, but yeah, I mean the quadruple is quite realistic. They've won the Premier League; that's in the bag. Yeah, they've got one game for the League Cup. Yeah, and the um, well, and 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 the FA Cup. They should be the favourites for that. So I suppose the toughest one is the Champions League. Well, that's a great point. I mean, I you know, in terms of no one's done it before. Yeah, no, domestic treble, and no. this must be the most viable year to do <laughs> yeah. it because of the position they put themselves in. And let's yeah. not discount the work that's gone into where they are. Do you, you they can do it. Yeah. Well, United. Won the nearly did it in '94. They lost the League Cup final to Aston Villa, but they won the mm. FA Cup in the league. So teams have got close, but but yeah, I mean that would be. But I almost think even if you won the domestic yeah. treble, even yeah. in this era, it'd be like, oh, well, yeah, you're right, yeah, Champions yeah. League. It would. It yeah, if they won the, won the treble and they didn't win the Champions yeah. League, people would still talk about the Champions League. Absolutely, yeah. that's the kind yeah. of way. That's the I year know, we're living is, in, definitely. Which is a, which is a shame, really. Cheery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll swiftly move on because <laughs> there's another one thrown up on uh, on Sunday, which is which is another taste. And Man U, Chelsea, there's there's lots around this as ever. You know the Conte Mourinho mm. uh, off the pitch scenario, the on the pitch uh, impact that you know Chelsea could make some ground on Man United in second place. Uh, Sam, uh, as a uh, from Manu's perspective, or, or even on, have you covered anything to do with these two managers uh, and their their beef? Because it always seems generated by the press and feeding lines into them. Or yeah, but they, they're, they they're willing participants in, in it. Really, <laughs> they they are. I don't know. I'm getting old. I'm t- tired of it. It's a bit petty, and it's <laughs> yeah. just like, come on. Sorry, I know I'm going to need to buy into it and this <laughs> this clash of managers. But I just feel like, oh, you know, it, it, you know. I mean. But I think the genuine dislike there actually, it, mm. it's not, it's not, uh, it's motive. They don't, you know. I mean, Mourinho's jealous by anybody who's 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 um, who's won a title since him, at, and he's at, back at his club at Chelsea. Yeah, yeah and, and you know the fact that he has to hold up three fingers this how many titles. That's that's a bit. Donald Trump-esque insecurity, really. Petty. Yes, petty. But, uh, that's that's the word you've come to. You know, like you have to remind people. Synonymous <laughs> with him. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I mean, the, it will add some some spice to it, and I think you know it might probably probably be a better game than 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 the League Cup final as a yeah, yeah. as a, as a warm up. I mean, there is only uh, three points between them in the yep. in the in the uh, in the in the table, and United a second, but. 
only four points from fifth. So it, it, there's, you know, Tottenham, Chelsea, Liverpool. I, I think Arsenal probably won't make that up now to get into the top four. But yeah, one of Tottenham, Chelsea, Liverpool, United will miss out on the top four. So top four, six pointer, and all those sort of storylines. But it'd be, you know, it'd be. I mean, United before then got to play Sevilla in the the Champions League. Um, so yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to be really cheery again and say Go it's going to be a massive damp squib. Yeah. They, they won't no, even. No. They'll they'll like shake hands. That'll be it, and yeah. they're not being nil nil. There's no headlock. <laughs> no <laughs> no. headlocks on the touchline. No, line. I think. Uh, Did you fancy if there was? I mean, if it if it did <laughs> degenerate to like, if there was just a fist fight on the touchline, nah, you fancy that? Conte yeah. gets younger by the day, doesn't he? That <laughs> hair, that hair of his getting thicker, more lustrous. I love it. On many, you know, I speak as somebody who doesn't have much hair. Samson. Yeah, I like the, like the yeah. It's a bit over the years and so on. He's, he's going for he's it. He's pulling it off. <laughs> yeah, that's he for is. sure. Oh, yeah, it worked well for him. Yeah, it's worked well for him. He's really good. Ah, the steely gaze. I like it. Mm. But Mourinho is just kind of going into this really yeah, just disgruntled. There's, no, there's no redeeming sour. features from, yeah, from no. Mourinho anymore. Yeah. No. He used I mean, to be. He used to be. He used to make Gray Gray cool, and now he's just <laughs> you know he's just a bit miserable, isn't he? Yeah. But there you go. But I'm I'm sure he'll be hearing my thoughts on him and returning my returning some beef to me in due course. As a whistleblower listener, um, we have also got uh, this weekend. We've got Palace Tottenham. As we were just chatting about um, Palace, what do you think? What, what's your what's your feelings on Roy? Because uh, I've been to watch Palace a couple of times this season, and uh, I, I've enjoyed it immensely. Uh, and there's been a couple of cracking games. It was the Watford night. I went to watch that when I think Silva kind of um, one of his last games. In, well, not mm. one of his last games, but certainly a game that Roy came back strongly in. And the atmosphere there is, is brilliant when it when they get it when they get it going and when they're doing well. Yeah, no, I, th- I think um, they were on a great run. I think the problem with Palace and what will make them nervous is they've had their great run. Mm, and, yeah. you know, they had two defeats in 14 games. Quite a lot of draws, but they're still picking up points. And those two defeats were both to Arsenal because they played them home and away quite quite closely. So, you know, if you think they lost their first seven games, um, they, they went on a great run. They've kind of had their run. They beat, I think, Burnley. Um, and then they, they had 15 games to go. And you think, oh, it's about five wins, they were saying. But since then, they haven't won any games, and they've they've had shocking luck with injuries. Uh, their leading scorer, Sacco, is out. Zahar, terrible time to lead Zahar. Um, they lost in one game against City. They lost Scott Dan and Jason Punchin to season-ending right. injuries. Yeah, both trying to tackle the same person. Uh, I think uh, weren't they? trying to do De Bruyne. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so. I think it might it'll be it'll be tight. I mean, it's a fast. I mean, the the the, the relegation battle is far more interesting than any non-existent <laughs> title thing. And I think I think Palace will probably be sucked back in there. Um, well, it's impossible not to. Cause yeah, is it all a relegation battle? Like I said, I mean, the fact that all those top teams are playing each other means that the rest of the fixtures we get to talk about this weekend it's just literally one long list of teams that. It's just a little bit of edging closer. It's like one of those two P machines you put in. Everyone's just getting nudged a little bit forward in each direction, and you just don't <laughs> know who's going to drop off. Because literally, we've got. I'm just running you through the the fixture. So we've got Brighton, Swansea, Bournemouth, Newcastle, Leicester, Stoke, Burnley, Southampton, uh, Liverpool, West Ham. Perhaps the only one that's a little bit more, uh, um, you know, divisive, as in like kind of one's doing better than the other, but. Those, I mean, it's crazy. West Brom, well, Huddersfield. Yeah. I mean, well, you, you got Watford. If you'd said, "Where are you in the table?" We're eleventh. You think eleventh sitting pretty fine, mid table, but Watford are eleventh. 
they're four points clear with the relegation <laughs> yeah, zone. It's crazy. So yeah. a couple of wins and, 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 and they're, they're down it into shows it. shows no sign of changing either. I mean, remember a good month back, seeing a raft of, of uh, pieces in the newspapers saying, where's the mid-table gone? What yeah. happened to the mid-table? And it's still not changed. And it's not really no. shown any signs of, of doing so. I think really you've got Leicester maybe Burnley that are gonna they'll be that are pulling away there and the rest are the rest are in trouble and you can't see you can't see any of them putting together a long enough sort of That's sequence it. of results a, a winning, a really winning drag run it doesn't really exist does it because I mean there's no whipping boy I mean West Brom are bottom of the league but I wouldn't want to play them I wouldn't want to go to the no. Hawthorns and need to get something so there is actually you know there's there's an argument to say that you know there's not only no mid table but there's the, the congestion there is literally a couple of wins at the right time will yeah. get you out of it I mean Easter is always a, a traditionally a big weekend for a few run results back to back and then once the dust settles you, you see who's going down so instead of going through each game individually Sam out of the two games you've watched who would you say to go down out of those oh 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 so we've got a bottom three Southampton yeah. Stoke West Brom at the minute but Huddersfield Swansea and Palace and Brighton and Newcastle <laughs> above them <laughs> Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't think we'll come to a consensus on this. No, but. I don't think we will. I think, I think, yeah. I mean, even Everton in 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 ninth, uh, yeah, prob- probably got enough points. Really, there's eleven games to go. I'd, yeah, Stoke, Paul Lambert's come in. They've had a little bit of a bounce. There's nobody. There's nobody cut adrift. There's no one you think. You know, you wouldn't be surprised if the bottom three, West Brom, Stoke, and Southampton, all got enough points. But then who's who's gonna who's gonna get sucked in? I'll, I'll go for I'll go for Brighton and Huddersfield. I think getting sucked in. I think Southampton and Stoke will pull clear. Yeah, and yeah. West Brom are doomed. Well, I have a sneaky suspicion we'll be talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a while to go. Well yeah, <laughs> well into May. Well into So listen, uh, gents, just just one last question before we go. Sam, is there, uh, apart from your son's semi-final coming yeah. up, which sounds like more important than anything we've been talking about today, it is to me absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what are their chances? You up? Who are you up against? We're up against uh, West Wickham Tigers, who we, the only team to beat us in the league so far. So it'll be a tough one. We'll be the underdogs. Listen, I want to hear more of that and pending result. Yeah, maybe a come whole back on to discuss next, it. Next yes, week. I yeah. think that's deserved. Gregor, <laughs> Gregor, where's where's your? I don't know. I don't. You always ask me this on but, a Monday. But that's, you always see my rate about it when yeah, it's I feel, really just a chance well, to promote yourself. Generally, editors kind of want to know these things in advance, and I'm not one of those guys. So, <laughs> Gregor, what are you having for breakfast tomorrow? Where are you going to be? Uh, be what, porridge, always porridge, mate. And Banana, what, honey. Where are you gonna, what county are you going to be in? You're going to be in, in London. Are you going back north? I have no idea. You're a, you're It'll a, be in the mo- Monday I, though, Monday I in the enjoy Times. Your spirit. <laughs> I once shared it, but now I'm old and gnarly. Listen, thanks guys, it's been great having you both on, Sam and uh, Gregor, and thanks, that was the Whistleblowers. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? 
chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk and we're also available on all podcast platforms including iTunes, Acast and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.